Okay, good evening, Rabbi Isai. Lovely to be back here together with Eilam. End of a beautiful, amazing, wonderful week all together. Um, rolling in to Parsha's Vayikra, beginning of a new Parsha, a new Chumash, a new book, and a new beginning. Coming fresh off of Chazak, Chazak, Shabbos Chazak, taking that into Vayikra, into uh, Parsha Zohar, in fact. Parsha Zohar. And uh, let's uh, maybe explore a little of the uh, new parsha, new chumash, new themes, new concepts going on in Vayikra. Vayikra is, of course, Tyrus Kaihanim, all about the Karbanis, about the Avoid, about the Beis Hamikdash, and try to uh, see what we can explore uh, together tonight. Uh, a few topics, a few ideas. A few explorations here in the Parsha, but specifically within the new topic of Karbanis. But first, I think as a matter of introduction, we should see, we should see the Torah's introduction. The Torah introduces Torah's Kaihanim. The Torah introduces Vayikra. And the Torah gives us an introduction that Rashi points out is really um, setting a, a uh, paradigm for really Kola Tarakula. And the middle Chumash of the Torah which is Teres Kaihanim, all about Karbanis, begins with an introduction that you don't really find in the rest of the Torah. All of the Torah, Kola Torah Kula, when, when, when God communicates with Moshe, Rebbein Shalom sends, uh, sends messages, sends Torah, sends ideas and information to Moshe Rabbeinu, we always find Vayidaber Hashem HaMoshe Lemur, Vayomer Hashem HaMoshe, we find Vayomer, Vayidaber. In the beginning of this week's parasha, we find more than that. We find Vayikra, and hence the name of the parish and the name of the Savior, Vayikra. Vayikra is called Vayikra because that's the opening word. And the opening line, Vayikra al Moshe, Hashem called Moshe. Vaydabra Hashem Elov, Hashem spoke to him. Hashem called him and then spoke to him. So this is a little unusual, and it seems a little unnecessary, a little uh, superfluous over here. Hashem called to Moshe, then Hashem spoke to him. The Rashi says, not only was it not unnecessary. This, and not only is this not unique to here, this is actually setting up a model and a precedent for the entirety of the Torah. And Rashi hits the ground over here. The first Rashi in the Parsha tells us that, uh, everywhere really in, in, in the Torah, wherever Hashem communicates with Moshe, wherever Hashem speaks to Moshe, talks to Moshe, it was always preceded with the Vayikra, the way we find the beginning of this week's Parsha. The same way we find it set up over here, that's really the model, that was the paradigm for how it always occurred. Vayikra, Moshe, Vayidaber. There was always a Vayikra and a Vayidaber, or a Vayikra and a Vayimra. Hashem calls Moshe, Hashem speaks to Moshe. Hashem calls Moshe, Hashem talks to Moshe. And we write it once over here, and from here we extrapolate to the rest of the Torah, we know that now wherever we find Vayidaber, Vayimra, it was preceded with the Vayikra. It says Rashi, the opening Rashi in the Parsha, L'chol Dibros, L'chol Amirais, L'chol Tziyuvim, Kod Makriya. Anytime Akash Baruch wanted to communicate with Moshe, we had a Kriya first. We had a Vayikra first. Okay, that's interesting. So, that answers one of the questions. We asked, like, why over here do we have this extra Lashon, Vayikra, Vayidaber, Vayikra, Hashem called him and Hashem spoke. Why don't we have that everywhere? The Rashi didn't know really it was everywhere. And this was the place where the Torah decides to write it down. But we write it over here once. And from there, we extrapolate everywhere and we apply it to everywhere. 
But the other question still is, it's still a redundancy, and that question becomes even more of a question now. That's an even greater question. But why do you have to have a Vayikri Vaydaber, the Vayikri Vayoyber? Just have Vaydaber, just have Vayoyber. That question was bad enough when it was only in the, Vay- the beginning of Vayikra, but now that we know that every time Hashem speaks to Moshe, there's a Vayikra. Every time Hashem speaks to Moshe, talks to Moshe, there's a Vayikra first, Hashem calls it first. So that question is now a question everywhere, everywhere, based on this Pasuk, based on this, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, Limud, this application that Rashi is giving us. Why do we always have to have the Vayikra? So Rashi himself goes on to say something. He says something interesting. The question is, what's the meaning behind this? Rashi says, What's the point behind calling Moshe Vayikra and Vayidaber? Hashem called him and Hashem speaks to him. Says Rashi, Lashon Chiba. It's a term of endearment. It's a term of fondness. Vayikra, Hashem calls Moshe. It's a term of endearment. Love, fondness. Lashon Shemalachi Asheris Mishtamshin Bay. It's the same term that the Malachim use when they address each other. Shenemar Vikarzel Zeva Omar. Kadosh. The Malachim call one another before they sanctify God's name. It's a term of love. Term of endearment. Vayikra is a term that, that connotes love. Avol, however, when Hashem communicates, has to give prophecy to the prophets of the Goyim, and that is Bilam, Hashem communicates with them, not through a term of endearment, a term of love and fondness, but a term of arai, haphazardness, Term of just just um, happenstance, the tumah and the lashon of actually tumah shenemar vayiker elikim el bilam Hashem happens across bilam vayiker vayiker as opposed to vayikra. Look what difference one letter makes. Vayikra is a term that represents love and fondness. Vayiker is a term that represents happenstance and arai. Just Hashem bumped into bilam. Okay, that's good. So Rashi is giving us a, an application of this. Rashi is giving us an understanding and insight into Vayikra. The Vayikra really shows up everywhere. Everywhere Hashem always calls Moshe. And Rashi is telling us why Hashem calls Moshe. Calling Moshe first is a lashon of Chiba. That, though, needs to be understood a little bit um, further and, and, and deeper. Because um, how exactly, the question is now... How does this Vayikra have a connotation of Chiba? Hashem calls Moshe. Hashem calls Moshe. Why is Vayikra preceding the Vayidaber and Vayimra? Vayikra, Vayikra, Vayidaber, Vayikra, Vayimra. Hashem calls Moshe and speaks to Moshe, calls Moshe and talks to Moshe. Why does that show us Chiba? Why does that show us love? Why does that show us fondness um, from Vayikra? Why is Vayikra? We understand Vayikra. Okay, Vayikra certainly shows us, you know, Vayikra means Hashem bumped into Bilam. Definitely no love over there. Um, but you want to talk to somebody, so, you know, you get on the phone, you call him up. I called him and I spoke to him. Call him over. You know, tell, tell so-and-so to come to my seat. Tell, tell him to come over. Tell him to come over. You got to talk to, you want to talk to somebody? You got to call him. You got to call him. What is this idea of Vayikra specifically showing us Chiba, showing us fondness, showing us endearment, um, that Rashi is able to make this this teaching, give us this teaching and give us this lesson. How does Vayikra show us endearment? How exactly is a lashon of endearment? So the answer is like this. The answer is, and this is a, such a beautiful idea, beautiful concept of showing us a very relevant one for, for us, for our lives, for our relationships. Vayikra is a lashon of Chiba. Why? Vayikra shows us 
that the relationship between Hashem and Moshe goes beyond the information, goes beyond the transmission of information, the transmission of Torah, the transmission of Halacha, which is also critical and so important, but the relationship transcends that. The relationship goes beyond that. The relationship is not limited to that. Meaning, Hashem is everywhere. And Rebbein Yisholeil, we know, was able to communicate with Moshe 24-7. Panim el Panim. Rebbein Yisholeil was able to reveal himself to Moshe and communicate directly to Moshe Rabbeinu without Moshe having to go to sleep at night, without Moshe Rabbeinu having to go to a trance, without extra preparation. Moshe is always on call, so to speak. Moshe is always available. That's the relationship, that, that, that's the level of Navua rather, that Moshe reached. And Akash Baruch has a tremendous amount of information that needs to be transmitted to Moshe, to be transmitted to Klai Yisrael. Tremendous amount of Torah that has to go to Klai Yisrael via Moshe. Tremendous amount of that. And Moshe has to be the mouthpiece for that. Moshe has to be the transmitter for that. If that's all we're concerned about, all the Torah really needs is Vayidaber and Vayoymer. Hashem needs to deliver Torah to Moshe for Moshe to deliver to Klai Yisrael. So we got a whole lot of it. We have 613 mitzvahs and all the explanations, all of it within its perushim, with its understanding, with the Torah Shabbat Al-Peh, with all the halacha Moshe Misinais. And Moshe is always available. Moshe is always accessible. Moshe is always on that level of Nebuah that all we need to do is give him the information and, and now go deliver this to Klai Yisrael. Really, there's no reason why the Torah can't always say Vayidaber, 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 Vayomer, Vayomer, Vayomer. You say Vayidaber, you speak to Moshe, Moshe hears wherever, wherever and whenever. Vayomer, you talk to Moshe, Moshe hears wherever and whenever. If that's how the Torah would describe all the interactions, then what do we have? We have a relationship which is a very, a, a, a very um, um, functional one, and it's a formal one. And his relationship, which is very specified, one's relationship, which is limited to the 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 nuts and bolts of the fact that we need Moshe to transmit information. It's a business relationship. Moshe is there to give over Torah. Okay, Moshe, here's more Torah. Here's here's Torah to give to Klai. Here's more Torah. Here's more Torah. Here's more Torah. That would define the relationship, and that would be the sum total of the relationship. What the Torah is showing us is that the relationship between Kashbarch and Moshe is, is more than that. It's more than just the information that has to be transmitted. It's more than the Torah that Hashem is giving to Moshe to give Klai Yisrael. It's personal. Not just business, it's personal. It's not just about the information. It's about you, Moshe. And I value and cherish and love you as a person outside of what I want you to do. Outside of what I have for you to do. Outside of what I need to communicate with you right now, outside of that, I have a relationship with you. And beyond that, I have a connection with you. And not limited to that, I have an interest in you as a person. And that's Vayikra. That's what Vayikra shows. Vayikra is what? Maishullah, what's Herzog? Vasutzog, Maisha, how are you doing today? What's up? Vayikra, Maisha. Maisha, Zetzog, sit down for a moment, Maisha. What's up? Have the Kindalach, has the wife, has it going with Klai Yisrael today? Ah, okay, great. We caught up now. Vayidaber, Vayomer, Vayikra is addressing Moshe independent of the information. Is interacting with Moshe outside of the Torah that has to be given. 
is a debor between Akash Baruch and Moshe, which has nothing to do with Klai Yisrael. The Vayikra has nothing to do with Klai Yisrael. The Vayikra is only between the Rebbe Shalom and Moshe, and exclusive to Rebbe Shalom and Moshe. What's, what's there for Klai Yisrael? That's the Vayidaber. That's the Vayyaber. I have Toyer for you to deliver. That's Vayidaber, um, a, a, a love, Daber Ben Yisrael. Vayyaber. This is what's there for Klai Yisrael. Vayikra, that's just for me and you. Because there's no reason for the Vayikra. There's no need for the Vayikra. There's no Torah going on the Vayikra. The Vayikra is just between HaKadosh Baruch Hu Maisha, limited to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Maisha, nothing to do with Maisha's role as the Manag, as Maisha Rabbeinu, and it's entirely there to show Maisha, and by extension to show us, that the relationship is not just functional, formal business one. There's a relationship with Maisha outside of what I need to do right now. It's not just about business. It's not just about tachlis. It's not just about, I need an answer from you. I need, I need something from you. I need to share something with you. It's, no, no, no. Before, before we talk about anything, Maisha, Vayikra, Maishalo. Maishalo, come sit down for a moment. How are you, Maisha? Maishalo, Vasertzach. And with that, we can answer another question, which is, all over the whole Torah, we have Vayidabra Hashem, Maishalaymar, Vayidabra, 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 Vayimra, Vayimra, Vayimra. It's all over the place. And yet Rashi's telling us in this week's parasha, Every single time I have a Vayidabra in the Torah, there was always a Vayikra first. It's an opening Rashi in Vayikra. L'chol Dibrais, U'l'chol Amiris, U'l'chol Tzivuyim Kod Makriya. Don't think it's just in the beginning of this week's parasha, Vayikra Al-Maisha. Every single place where you have Vayidabra, there's always Vayikra. Vayidabra Hashem Vayishlamim, there's really Vayikra Hashem Vayishlamim, Vayidabra. Vayikra Vayidabra, Vayikra Vayidabra, Vayikra Vayidabra. Every single place in Kol Torah Kula is always a Vayikra. So it's a Pelos. So why does it say it everywhere? Why is the, this, this idea of Vayikra Maisha, which is there for every deep or every Amira, we're, we're, we're dependent on a binyan af from one place in the Torah, we have to make a binyan af to call Torah Kula, write it everywhere. I would be very wordy. The Torah is not so concerned about making things wordy. You see, when the Torah wants to teach us something, the Torah will be very verbose. Now look at Parshas Nasai. Parshas Nasai, we have the same thing repeat 12 times. And look at Chayasara. We have the same story twice. Torah is not always into being economical with its words. Torah, when Torah wants to speak a lot, I mean, we could have gotten rid of all the Vaidabers. The Vaidabers are understood. The Vayabers are understood. We say Vaidabra all over the place. Why can't we see Vayikra all over the place? Why don't we have Vayikra everywhere? Why is Vayikra here only once? Very fleetingly, very passingly. And from there we have to learn to everywhere. The Territ is Rabbi Yisaihu Adabr Shadi Vayikra is only mentioned was once, very fleetingly, very quietly, and we have to figure out that it was really everywhere because Vayikra is not really for us. Vayikra is not for us. Vayikra is for Maisha. What's for us is, is Torah's Maisha. The Torah of Maisha Rabbeinu. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Maisha to give us, that's what's for us. That's Torah's Maisha. Vayikra, even though it's there every single place, it's only recorded once. It's only recorded once. And all the rest of the Vayikras we got to figure out on our own because they're not really for us. They're not for us. They were only for Maisha. Only for Maisha. Exclusively for Maisha. We learned from there that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Loved Maisha, had a relationship with Maisha, had Chiba with Maisha outside of Torah. That's between the Maisha and Maisha. There's nothing to do with us. What does it do with us? The Torah that we got from Maisha from Akadosh Baruch Hu. That's, that, this is ours. This is what has to do with us. Vayikra that was between Hashem and Maisha. That's Lashon Chiba. And that is Taka, the contrast to Bilam. Vayikra is not just a, excuse me, not just a derogatory, derisive way of, re, of, of, of describing the relationship between Hashem and Bilam. Vayikra, Hashem happened to cross Bilam, bumped into Bilam. Uh, it certainly is that also, but it's also the contrast of Vayikra saying Hashem doesn't go out of his way to call Bilam. With Bilam, the relationship is entirely about the Torah that Bilam is going to get. Bilam did get Torah. 
he got the brachas, he got all the brachas, he set the clause, that was Torah. It becomes a section of Torah. But with Bilam, it's all about the Torah, and there's no other relationship. In other words, to say it differently, very gishmak, whatever we get from Bilam, Bilam got from HaKadosh Baruch nothing more than that. Whatever we need to get from Bilam, from the Rebbein Yishalayim, the Torah of Bilam, the Matoibu Eilecha Yaakov Nishkun Esach Yisrael, that's what Bilam got from Moshe nothing else. It's Vayikar. There's nothing here besides the fact that I have to use you as a mouthpiece to give Torah to Kala Yisrael. Nothing besides that. But with Moshe, it's Vayikra. Moshe, I have something to do with you that's just for you that's outside of Kala Yisrael. That's why it's a Lashon Chiba. Moshe, my relationship with you goes beyond what I need to communicate to you right now. It goes beyond what I need to discuss with you right now. It goes beyond the, the interaction that I have to have with you right now. It goes beyond that. The Rebbeinu Shalalim, just to flesh this out, what that means, cherishes, loves, and has a fondness for Moshe as a person. For Moshe as who Moshe is outside of his role in Klai's role. Just for Moshe because he's Moshe. Moshe, I love you so much. Zetzachavek, sit for a moment. I don't want to just run, hit the ground with, okay, go say this, this, and this, and this. Go give them Mitzvah Tibum. Give them Mitzvah Karbanis. Give them Mitzvah uh, Pijna Ben. No, Moshe, I want to spend time with you first. Vayikra. Nothing to do with your jab, nothing to do with your role, nothing to do with your Christ, because that's the chib that I have for you as Iyad. Okay, it's a beautiful insight, and that's why Vayikra is a lotion of Chiba, and that's why we only find it once, we have to figure out this is really everywhere, because there's nothing to do with us. It's Shaykh for, for, for Moshe, this is Moshe, the, the love, the Chiba that Hashem shows to Moshe. The Liba, the lesson for us, is a very clear one. You know, it's very easy, especially nowadays. It's only getting, getting easier and easier to fall into the cycle of Vayidaber, Vayomer, Vayidaber, Vayomer with us and, 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 and relationships that we have in our lives, people that we should really, that we do really have Be'etzim Chi before, Be'etzim we have Ava for people, Be'etzim we have fondness and love for so many people in our lives, but it's all too easy with, uh, you know, social media, instant communications, WhatsApp and, and, and texting and, and, uh, and um, however those people communicate over social media with one another. Facebook, they didn't, people, they didn't use Facebook. Not anymore. Older people. Whatever. Facebook, no. TikTok. TikTok. And Instagram, Snapchat. Is this for communicating? Snapchat. And WhatsApp. It's gotten to the point where we have forgotten about Vayikra. Vloshon Chiba. And we have so many people in our lives that that's some, we really do love everyone around us, right, Anthony? We love everybody around us. We really do. So we're surrounded by special yidin. And these are people that we have fondness for. And they're endearing. And we love them. But we learn from the Rebbeinu Shalaylam is you gotta, you gotta express that. And you have to maintain that. You have to nurture that. That Lashon Chiba, the love and the, the fondness that we have for special people in our lives, has to be fanned and has to be stoked. And it's too easy, way too easy, to fall into a rut, into a cycle where the relationship is vaidaber, vaidaber. You know, we get on, on, on the device, you know, um, I need such and such right now. Who's going to hear and hear right now? Okay, that's when you're, maybe it's different when you're showing something out to a whole community. That's a little different, perhaps. But instant communication with people that we love, people that we know, people that we, that we have three before, I don't think it's practical to do this every time. It's not, because we do have to do a lot of instant communicating over the course of our day. But once in a while, there should be a Vayikra. 
There should be a Vayikra, as we learned from this week's parasha. How, how are you? How's it going? How's your wife? How's the kids? How was your day? Okay, now, can you meet me in such and such place, such and such time? I have to make such and such, uh, whatever. Okay, that's the Vayoymer, that's the Vayidabit, that's the information. But so important for us to get this reminder in our lives, not to allow the relationship to be defined by the information. Not to let the relationship be defined by, you know, the technicalities, by the business end of things, by the, by the needs, by the, by the, um, formalities and the functionalities. And that's exactly what we learned from Vayikra. The Rebbein Shalom had a functional relationship with Maisha and a utilitarian relationship with Maisha. Certainly, because Maisha was there to give over Tariyak Mitzvah to Klai Yisrael, but the Rebbe did not want to let that define the relationship. The relationship is not defined by the utilitarian end of it. It's rather defined by the, I, I love you so much, Maisha, and I never want either one of us to forget it. Vayikra. Maisha, how are you? Zetzachavek. Maisha, how, how's it going? Okay, now that I called you over, now we're ready to discuss tachlis, what I need you to tell Klai Yisrael. But first, l'chol dibrei, l'chol amir, l'chol zibam kod makriya. We have to remind ourselves of this once in a while as well. And, and Kinda, I think, introduces back into everyday life, uh, in spite of what social media is trying to get us to have that vayiker, a vayiker, a bill of relationship with everyone. Chasa Shalom, these are people that we have chiva with betzim, people that we have ava, people that we have a special, uh, you know, a chavivus with, to remind ourselves and them of that occasionally. Have the vayiker before the vayidaber. All right, um, good. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Another, another. Right, right, right. Another nocha incursion from the Yitzhar over there, from the Vayikar. Uh, Taka. Yeah. Yeah, Rabbi Shade's pointing out that before caller ID, you had a, you were forced to have a little bit of a Vayikra. When you pick up the phone, you don't know who's calling. Now you have caller ID. You jump right into the. You can jump right into the tachlis. Jump right into the vayomer and vayidaber. Scary. Okay. Carbonus a little. Bit. Talk about carbonus a little bit. There's something very unusual here with carbonus. Something that's asymmetrical, almost like something that 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 if, if we slow down and pay attention to it, it's a little a little jarring. And vayikra begins with the davas called dibur the nedava. Begins with voluntary carbonus. Karbanas that can be donated through a person's own goodwill. Takarish Baruchu, a yid has nidva slave, he wants to bring a carbon to the Rebbein Shalalim, so we go ahead and let him do it. And we go from uh, what we call Zvachim to Oifis to Menachis. The Seder of the Parsha is we go from, excuse me, animal sacrifices to bird sacrifices to meal offerings. And these are all voluntary korbanas, voluntary sacrifices. So it means a yid wants to bring a korban to Kodesh Baruch Hu. He wants to, let's say, connect. That's a nice word to connect, right? Via korban. So he can bring minabakar, minatayin. He can bring a, a cow. He can bring a sheep. And that's the korban that he brings to the Yibayin Shalalim, an animal. Then, the yimin oif, oila korbana. If he wants to bring a voluntary sacrifice, a next price range down, the second tier, he has second, he has Second tier pricing, he can bring a bird. Now birds, clearly much cheaper than, than, uh, sheep and cows, right? Pigeons, 
Pigeons, when Eretz Yisrael, they give these things away for free. Pigeons. Trying to, you know, get, get rid of pigeons. Please, take my pigeons. Take them and take them to Beis HaMikdash. Okay, that's the next next price range down is, is birds. Oifus. Below that, the nefesh kisakir of korba minchal Hashem, a soul that shall bring a meal offering. You don't want to bring a cow or a sheep. You don't want to bring a bird. You can have a bowl. Get a bowl of of soilas. What you? That's right. Of flour, not even flour, like a um, coarser flour. There's a word for it in English. Um, escaping me right now. Not quite. It's 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 not powdery like flour. In the base of English, it was soilas. Um, um, um. Yeah. Okay. Coarser ground up uh, wheat. Okay, it was coarser than flour. Um, meal. I guess I think you call it meal. Flour meal. Uh, wheat meal. I think that's why it's called a meal offering. Um, and you mix it with some oil and you bring that. Now, that's going to be the cheapest, right? That's much cheaper than the bird and much, much cheaper than the bovine. So you can go from the bovine to the bird to the bowl of porridge, the bowl of meal mixed with oil. So far, so good. Three different options. And you weren't compelled to bring, bring whichever one you want. Bring whichever one you want. There are a few discrepancies over here, but there's one consistency. There's a consistency and a discrepancy. By each of the karbanas, it says, When you bring it, if you bring the sheep, you bring the cow, it's Isha, it's a burnt offering. It produces such a beautiful smell to HaKadosh Baruch It's such a pleasant, pleasing smell to Hashem. Reich Nichayach. By the oif also, you bring the oif, it says, Isha Reich Nichayach Lashem. A very pleasant smell to Hashem. And by the mincha, it says also, when you bring the mincha, Isha Reich Nichayach Lashem. It's a burnt offering, but produces a very sweet and pleasant Pleasant um, odor, very pleasant smell that's pleasing to HaKadosh Baruch Okay, so far so good. By each of these three tiers, the Pazik tells us, it concludes the same way, it produces a very appealing, fragrant smell before the Rebbe Shalom. Now Rashi happens to be, he comments on the Oif, and the fact that the, it says by the Oif, by the bird, that the bird is going to be Reich Nichayich Lashem, that the bird, when you burn the bird in the base of Mikdash, and on the Mizbeach rather, in the base of Mikdash, it is very pleasant and pleasing before the Rebbein. Shalaylam. Rashi says something interesting. <clears throat> Rashi says, Rashi says like this. Nemar ba'ayf reyach nichayach, by the oif, by the bird, it says reyach nichayach. A pleasant smell. V'nemar ba'ayf reyach nichayach. And it says by the Animal, a pleasant smell. Why say Rech Nichaych by the bovine and by the bird? Why? Loimar, to teach you the following lesson. Echad amar bevechad amamit. Whether you do a lot, whether you do a little. Ubevat shichavnis libalashemayim. The main thing is that your kavan is in the right place, that your heart is in the right place. The main thing is that you're doing it for the right reasons. What does this mean? This is a famous quote. We find this in Shulchan Aruch also. This is said, said, you know, different places and different settings and contexts, but this is like the source for this. Whether you do a lot, whether you do a little, as long as your heart's in the right place, as long as your kavan is the right kavan. 
And um, in fact, this is brought down in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, the beginning of Archaim, talks about the Yidin saying Korbanus in the morning, Yidin saying the Akedah talks about this beautiful Minhagim, say the Akedah in the morning, say the Keteris in the morning, say all the Korbanus in the morning, Chatas and the, and the Tamid, and, and not Tamid maybe, but Chatas, Keteris, Kiyar, and, 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 and the Shulchan Aruch says, Echad Amar Bevechad Listen, it's not so much about how much you're saying in the morning, from those, you know, there's, every, everybody knows, the Siddur begins with 50 mysterious pages. Beginning of every Siddur. 50 pages are very mysterious. We're not really sure what's going on over there. So like you flip really quickly, right, Ani, and then you have, the you know, and then, then you have, 50 pages later, you have Ms. Moshir. There's 50 mysterious pages in the Siddur. 50 mysterious pages. Or so. And, and, and the Mechaber tells us, Listen, it's not so much about, are you saying all 50 pages? Are you saying five pages? Are you saying three pages? It's about, not about a lot or a little, it's about your heart being in the right place. So the implication being, that even if I only said a little of it, if I have the same kavon as the fellow saying a lot, we're in the same place. We're in the same place. And Rashi's, a, the, the source for this is here by Karbanis. And Rashi's saying, look, it says, Reach Nechayach, by the zevach, by the animal. It says, Reach Nechayach, it's pleasant to Hashem, by the oif. Why say Reach Nechayach, the exact same motion in both places? To tell you whether I'm doing a lot. That's bringing a cow, a, a big cow, a few thousand dollars. I'm bringing oif that cost me ten bucks. It's not about the thousand dollars or the ten dollars. It's not about the big animal or the little bird. It's the kavana. If I have the same kavana, I accomplish the same thing with my carbon. Okay? This is what Rashi says. Let's ask a number of Shilohs over here, though. Not on the Etzim Yesoid. The Yesoid is a beautiful Yesoid. Talk a beautiful Yesoid. Don't think that you gotta, in order to two life with your carbon, you gotta go buy the thousand dollar carbon. You can buy the ten dollar carbon and have the same kavana, and you'll two life, you'll accomplish with that carbon also. Okay, that's a beautiful thought. And we know that not everybody can afford a thousand dollar carbon. For some people, you know, that guy's thousand dollar carbon is my ten dollar bird. His thousand dollar cow is my hundred dollar sheep. I can't buy that thousand dollar cow that he has, but I'm going to put the same cow on to my hundred dollar sheep that he's putting that cow. Ah, beautiful, we accomplished the same thing. That's okay, that we understand, that's a beautiful concept. The problem is, why is Rashi saying it prematurely? If Rashi wants to bring this contrast out, that whether it's a lot or a little, it's still the same reach nechech, where should Rashi have said that? By the mincha. By the mincha, the third tier. There's three tiers over here of korbanis. There's the zevach, the oif and the mincha, the animal, the bird, and the, and the, the bowl of oatmeal, that, uh, that, uh, that, 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 uh, the one dollar bowl of oatmeal, which is also carbon. It says reich nichaich there also. It says reich nichaich by all three places. Reich nichaich by the bakr. Reich nichaich by the bird, and reich nichaich by the meal, by the meal offering, by the mincha. So, if Rashi wants to bring this out, echad amarbe, echad amamit, Bring it out by the biggest mammoth. Why is Rashi making this lean but he's jumping the gun? He's comparing and contrasting the cow to the bird. Whether you do a lot or you little, though, it's your kavana. Rashi, zog besser. Zog's besser, Rashi, you could say it by, by the minchah, where it also says reich nichayach. That would be the, 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 the most extreme way of bringing out this concept that whether you do a lot, whether you do a little, you're accomplishing the same thing as long as you have kavana in the right place. It's a pellet. Mamish Rashi speaks this out prematurely. By the way, Rashi should say this by the minchah. That's one question. The emphasis, if we, if we, if we pursue this, things get even stranger in that, here there's a discrepancy. By Zevach, Oif, and Minchot says, it says, Reich Nichaich, Reich Nichaich, Reich Nichaich, all three places. All three places says, they make a very pleasing order to Hashem. 
But by the Mincha, there's something he says by the Mincha doesn't say by the other two. The Mincha is introduced by saying what? The Nefesh ki sakrif korba Mincha Hashem. If a Nefesh, a Nefesh, a soul shall bring a Mincha. When a soul brings a meal offering, by the, by the Bakr it doesn't say Nefesh, it says Adam. And by the Oif also it doesn't say Nefesh. If a Nefesh brings an Oif, if a Nefesh brings a bird, only by the Mincha it says if a Nefesh, a soul brings a bird. Why is it that when it comes to the mincha, the lowest and lowliest of the offerings, the, you know, the, 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 the sug gimel, the third tier, lowest level carbon, it says nefesh of a soul brings it. See here, Rashi also has a very famous idea that he shares with us. Says Rashi, why say nefesh by the mincha? Says Rashi, is perik beis pasuk aleph. Loi nemar nefesh bechol carbonus nedava. It doesn't say nefesh a soul bringing it by all the other carbonus. Ela mincha. The only Karban that it says nefesh by is by the mincha. Only by the mincha. Why does it, by the mincha it says a soul is bringing the mincha, the nefesh is bringing the mincha. Me darka lehis nadev mincha. Says Rashi, who brings the mincha? Ani. An ani, a, a poor person. An oraman, someone who doesn't have any money. The, 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 um, the, um, um, destitutes. The pauper, the guy who Mamish doesn't have any money, he's the one that brings the minchas ani, he, the, the, the mincha. He, the guy who doesn't have any money. Amar Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Rebbe Shalom observes this ani, the oraman, the, the year who doesn't have any money, bringing the mincha, the meal offering, and the Rebbe says, Malani Allah ki'ilu hikrav nafshoi. Ah, you're bringing a mincha, I'm gonna consider that as if you brought your own soul. It's like you brought your nefesh. Beautiful idea. The Ani, who is the one that has to bring the Mincha, when he brings his Mincha, the Rebbe says, I'm going to consider it as if you brought your own soul, your Nefesh. Your Nefesh. We don't say that by the fellow who brings the Oif, the bird, we don't say that by the fellow who brings the Zebach. Now let's ask a question. We're definitely very impressed with the fact that the um, Ani, when he brings this Mincha, Hashem says, it's as if you're bringing your own soul before me. But it sounds almost a little unfair. So the Ani, we're, we understand, is, is in a very difficult place financially. He can't afford the Zebach. He can't afford the Oif. This is all he can afford. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so impressed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, it's like you're bringing your own soul to me. It's like you brought your Nefesh. It's like you brought your Nefesh. But, on the other hand, why should the Ashir lose that out? The Ashir, you know, Baruch Hashem. He can afford a cow. This fellow can afford a bird. Right? And that's why they're bringing it. He should lose out on the nefesh aspect because he can afford it. This, Hashem gave him a bracha. Hashem gave him parnasa b'shefa. And he's putting that parnasa to good use. He should lose out. Sounds like, like, it's almost a penalty. We're penalizing and we're punishing him that we're not considering as if he brought a soul because he can afford a cow. But what do you want from him? Look, it's so beautiful. He can afford a cow. He's bringing a cow. This fellow can't afford a cow. All he can afford is a bowl of oatmeal. So we call that his, <coughs> excuse me, his nefesh. That, that's beautiful. But why shouldn't everyone be able to be zaychah to bring their nefesh? Everyone should have that, that status of they brought their nefesh. It's like they brought their nefesh. Why should the usher lose out? He's doing something beautiful also. <coughs> so, this question has to be dealt with. We, we, again, it's not that we, 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 don't understand why 
this exists by the Ani. We do get that, but why shouldn't the Usher also be able to get this? We never find the Usher being said, saying that he's bringing his own nefesh. We don't find that by the Usher. And why should he lose that? Lamani gara, just because Hashem gave you more money, but I'm putting that money to use. Why should I not be considered like I'm bringing my own nefesh? Okay, so let's try to put all this together. We have two questions, really. One is, why does Rashi make a contrast of Echad Amarba Ve'echad Amamit between the Oif uh, and the and, and the and the and the zevach, whether you give a little, whether you give a lot, as long as you have your heart in the right place, Rashi should make the biggest contrast. He should make a contrast between the behemoth, the, the animal, and the mincha, and say he makes a, a smaller contrast. The oif makes it prematurely, and this issue of nefesh. So, starting, with, going back to the first question. So, the truth is, the the, this, the, the the second question gives us a little bit of insight into the first question, and there really are two different things going on over here. There's Echad Amarbev Echad Amamit, and there's Nefesh Kisakrit. And, and, and Loi Karav Zelzad, there's really two different Yesoidas, two different Vards going on in Karbanas, in the realm of Karbanas. There is a reason why Rashi specifically sets up the contrast of Echad Amarbev Echad Hamamit, whether you give a little, whether you give a lot, um, as long as you have your heart in the right place, that's what counts, specifically between Tier 1 and Tier 2, and not Tier 3. Which we would have thought, we, we, that would have made a lot of sense. Because all three say reich nichayach, and the lima is based on reich nichayach, and as we asked, so you can say, it says reich nichayach by the animal, it says reich nichayach by the mincha. Well, whether you give a lot like an animal, a little like a mincha, as long as you have your heart in the right place. Why doesn't Rashi do that? Terence says, because echad amar vechad amamit is, is saying something else. It's talking about, it's a specific idea that really can't be brought out, cannot be brought out, um, as by 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 uh, contrasting the tier one to tier three, tier three the ani who is bringing the mincha is in a different category. Legami, what does that mean? Echad amarbe veechad amamit are talking about people that are giving something they can afford. They're doing what's within their means. They're doing what's within their capability. And not only that, not only that, it could be the guy who's being mamit could really even be giving a little bit more than what he's giving. Whether you do a lot or whether you do a little is not talking about a situation where the guy who's doing a lot is because he can do a lot. The guy who's doing a little is because he, he can only do a little. He can't do more than this. That's not what it means. Not what it means. We're talking about someone that really could do more, even, but he has various cheshbainus. Let's say he has he has that right now um, I want to put aside money for this, and right now I want to spend my time. We talked earlier about this is also applied to how you to how you divide up your time in the morning. How much time am I going to spend on, on uh, Korbanis in the morning, on Birchas HaShachar, on the Akedah, on uh, all the things that are in the Siddur? We're, we're like talking about someone who's saying a little bit because that's all he has time. He has exactly 90 seconds before Sukkot the Zimra. And, what, and, and so he's going to put those 90 seconds and the other fellow has 15 minutes. That's not Marben and Mamet. Marben and Mamet are talking about two people that really could both be Marben. Yet the person who's being mamet is doing good with the cheshven. He's doing good with the cheshven. I could bring a bucket right now, but I'm going to bring <coughs> an oif. Because I want to put money aside for 
in, 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 in Ukraine. I want to put aside money for, uh, you know, I want to buy something for my kid. I want to give money for, what? For gas. For gas. Yeah. Um, is a very specific idea where we're addressing Reuven and Shimon, and they're both capable of giving tier one, yet Reuven chooses his tier, and Shimon chooses his tier, and that, and that the Torah is saying, as long as they're doing with the, with the right kavanah, their hearts in the right place, coming with, with a good cheshven, they both are doing the same thing. They can both accomplish the same thing. The mamet is not talking about a guy who's bringing an oif because he can't bring an uh, uh, can't bring a bucker. He's bringing an oif because he has a cheshven. The right now I'm going to bring an oif, but I, I, I'm putting I'm putting hailing a beautiful kavanah in, and I'm putting the same amount of kavanah as the guy who's bringing the bucker. That's why they're both reich nichaich. Mashenkein the ani he's bringing the mincha because he can't bring anything else. We don't see this limud of echad amar b'echad mamet of avashi chadis libel l'shemaim from the ani. Then he can't bring a bucker, can't bring an oif, can't bring soy. He can't bring anything else. So how do you see from him that he ends up in the same place as long as he has the right kavana? That's all he's capable of doing. He's an oynus. So Teretz says, so first of all, Rabbi Yisai, half of the fellow, the limud of echad amar b'echad amamet, we're referring to people that really could be doing the same thing. And the guy in the Torah who's bringing the oif really could bring more than an oif. And no, he could bring a tzayin, or he could bring a dozen oifes. He's only bringing one oif. But he's doing it with a cheshven. He's doing it because right now this is the right thing for me to do. And as long as he mechav and libal he gets the same schar. You don't see that from the Ani. You don't see that from the Ani because the Ani can't do anything more. So far, so good. The Ani, the Torah says, he's bringing his nefesh. Who brings the mincha? Who's the one that brings the oatmeal to the Rebbein Shalom? That's the Ani who can't bring anything else. And when the Ani brings that, it's like he brought his own nefesh. How come the Ashir is not considered like he's bringing his nefesh? He has such kavana. He should lose that. He should because he has money. The guy who brings the oif is shulden because he has money. Why can't we say that they're also bring their nefesh? Terrors like this, everybody. It's also a half idea. We'll say this very quickly because it's late, but we'll say it nevertheless. We're going to say it quickly. I ask the Elam's indulgences and listening quickly, okay? Everyone has to listen quickly. What is the whole word of a korban? Why does a korban create dveikas? Why does it bring me closer to HaKadosh Baruch Because a korban is essentially doing something that should be going on with me. A korban is taking the dam of an animal and putting that dam on the mizbeach and we're saying, that really should be me. That should be my dam. My blood should be going on the mizbeach because a korban is all about coming closer to Hashem by diminishing my gashmias, reducing my connection to this world, reducing, reducing my attachment to, to the realm of physicality. And when you, and anytime we know in Hilchah Shabbos, when, when you bleed, that's a small amount of death. There's a small amount of reducing my existence over here. I want to bring myself close to Hashem. I want to reduce my physical existence. Really, I should I should put my own blood there. But Hashem doesn't want me to die. Hashem wants me to continue doing mitzvahs. So how do I reduce my physical existence by taking something to represent my blood? The dam is the nefesh, and that's what's giving me my kapar. It's the life force. It's the lifeblood of the animal which is standing in for my lifeblood. This is the basic, the alpha basic korbanis. Good? So far so good? Okay. So it's, I'm reducing my gashmius, my physicality, really, instead of me bleeding to death on the Mizbech, I let my animal's blood represent my blood, I let my animal's diminishment, reduction of its physical existence to be mine. Givaldic. And that's what brings me closer to Hashem, 
I've escaped a little bit the call, the pull of, of the, physical, the physical, and by reducing that, I've brought myself closer to Hashem. That's, that's amazing. Now, what about the Ani? Rabbi Yisai, the Ani also wants to come close to Hashem. The Ani also wants to The Ani also wants to leave the physicality behind a little bit. The Ani also wants to be able to escape that, reduce the Gashmias and lower the Gashmias and escape the Gashmias. But we do that with blood because blood is, is the life force. The blood is, is reducing that. So the Ani, he can't do that. The Ani can't afford a cow. He can't afford a sign. He can't afford a bird. How's the Ani going to be able to take that dam and let that dam care for his dam? He's not able to do that. How's the Ani able to pull that off? The only thing the Ani can bring is this bowl of oatmeal for one dollar. Where's the nefesh? Where's the nefesh, which is the, the core, the merkaz of all karbonas? Where's the nefesh? Zavtari baydish Your nefesh is the nefesh. An amazing idea over here. Half of a fellow. What a beautiful idea. What an amazing idea. The nefesh of the ani is the ani's own nefesh. Meaning, we look at it as if his own blood is there. Because him bringing that mincha is like him bleeding a little bit. Because the Ani, as we just said before, why do we not say That only applies to people that could give more, they're just giving a little bit, they're giving below what they can, but they have a cheshvin. The Ani can't give anymore. He can't even give this mincha. The Ani can't even afford the mincha. The Ani can't even afford the mincha. For the Ani, giving that mincha away is already Mesiris Nefesh. It's taking money out of his pocket. It's taking money, food off the table for him. It's taking his next meal away. It's instead of his lunch, this lunch is going to the Rebbeinah Shalalem now. When he's giving something that he can't give, and that's why we can't, for the same reason we can't learn that from the Ani, because the Ani cannot give anymore, that makes it the Ani is giving himself mamish. His own life, his own life's blood is wrapped up in this mincha because this is money that he can't afford. This is his next meal. That's where the nefesh is. By the ashir, the nefesh is in the blood that goes on the mezbeach. By the guy who brings the oif to the nefesh is in the blood of the oif that goes on the mezbeach. A, a, a kapar from a karma, the from karma requires a nefesh. Where's the nefesh for the Ani? The nefesh is your nefesh itself. It's tied in with that mincha. The dam is your dam. This represents your dam. And that's why we learn nefesh kisakr specifically by an Ani. And you see from here a beautiful, beautiful thing, Rabbi Sai. We don't have to, you know, the Rebbe should always give us parnasa b'shefa. He should give us tons of money to afford gas, as was said earlier, to afford all the things that we need, that we need to purchase. But when we do something that we can't afford, and that doesn't have to be in a monetary sense, things that are outside the comfort zone, I force myself to learn when I can't really learn. I force myself to dab when I can't dab. I force myself to concentrate. When I can't concentrate, that is the minchas ani. You do something that's beyond your means, outside of your capability, that's your nefesh. We have opportunities to bring our own nefesh all the time, and that's when we do something that, that is really beyond our means, and we really do have more opportunities than we realize to do that, learning, davening, mitzvahs, pushing ourselves outside the comfort zone, we're being macro of our own nefesh, our own dam is going on the Mizbech. Thank you all for joining. Everyone should have a wonderful, beautiful Shabbos.